Blog Talk Radio. Father, 
Father, Lord Jesus, thank you for another period of time, uh, another electronic, um, let's call it an ecclesia, get-together gathering. Uh, We just praise you for the opportunity to be able to do this because we know that the way the days are going right now, if they continue... If, if they continue to get worse, uh, the way that it's being predicted by the forces of darkness that are attempting to come against your children, then we can anticipate there will be a time when censorship will eliminate podcasts such as this. And we just pray that we're evacuated from this place uh, before that time comes. We praise you, Father God, for the... Uh, the blessing of being able to get together and give you praise and pray and read scriptures and other things that are encouraging to us. Because today is a day that um, is clearly pretty deep into the end times. And um, certainly in, in what I think anyone would, might, would I personally would strongly believe was uh, part of the, you know, if, if you want to call it that, the tribulation period. Not a real big fan of that term personally. But praise you, Father, for everything. Thank you for every drink of water, every bite of food. every Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that with the forces of darkness poisoning our food intentionally, placing um, very awful, deadly, in some cases, chemicals and things uh, as coatings into our food supplies, um, the continuous contamination of our water supplies is much more so in certain areas than others. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless every bite of food, that you will bless every drink of water, that you will bless it with your holy, awesome, righteous right hand, and that shall be purified in only, in only a way that could be purified through you, Father. We pray for your anointing upon all aspects of our lives. We pray, Father God, for divine protection of your angels at all times. We ask you, Father God, for your favor. While we are and will be perpetually imperfect in our walk on this earth, we pray that you will forgive us. Dear Heavenly Father, please cleanse and completely, totally purify our heart, our minds, our soul, our spirit, and our flesh our record-keeping books in heaven, and our robe and gown in heaven. Lord Jesus, with your precious blood, and Father God, purge it with your holy fire. Make us pure, white as snow. Create in each of us a clean heart. Anoint us that our minds would be renewed, that through your holiness and righteousness and the presence of Jesus in us, and the Holy Spirit through us, that we will conform in harmony with that which is beautiful and perfect in a manner that we do not understand, but a place that we find great peace in. For it is only there that we come even close to that which we yearn for deep inside, even as we struggle with being, um, uh, I don't want to say affected by the things around us, but I think maybe a better word would be um, hmm, in the presence of darkness that is uh, unlike any other time, I think, that the world has seen. I know there have been periods where parts of the earth were extremely dark, 
but I don't think in totality like they are today. Just my my estimation is at best. And I praise you, Father, for your blessings for us this day uh, and knowing that they may not be with us, the, this level of blessing that we are currently experiencing. And not everyone on the earth is experiencing it. Not all of your children are experiencing the protection and the um, the ability to put food on our tables, uh, the ability to sleep in uh, environmentally con- um, conditioned rooms, air conditioning and things like that. So many places in the earth right now are under so- uh, remarkable amounts of persecution and have been in many cases for, what, hundreds of years. Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you will continue, in Jesus' name that you will continue to show us favor, at least those of us, at the very least, Father, at least those of us who are trying to draw in closer to you, to spend more time in prayer, to fall deeply in love with you, Lord Jesus, and to thank you for everything that you have done, to find that place of intimacy and to be hungry for it on, on a, not just on a regular basis but really just deep down inside always father we pray that your um your uh, calming peaceful supernatural anointing will come upon us even during the times when we may be sitting alone or uh in a situation that is not ideal perhaps. Um, And Father, we just want to feel your presence even during those times. There are times, Lord, that for whatever reason, um, and boy, are there a lot of them, um, we may not be in the perfect place to to, uh, harmonize our spirit with yours and become completely immersed by your presence. Uh, there's distractions, there's things that go on. You know this, Father. And we we hunger and thirst for that quiet intimacy that so quickly escapes us in the midst of the things that we're charged with having to do in this life. And we just pray, Father, for more more comfort, more comfort during the day, during the weekends, during the evenings, during the mornings, more time of peace that we can spend growing ever more intimate and close to you, falling more and more in love with you, and falling more and more in love with you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we love you. We want to love you a hundred times more than we do. And it's through your anointing and through your incredible loving kindness and mercy that we may may be able to draw in even more closely to you than we are at this time. I don't think we will ever know here what we will feel there in your presence. We wish that we could. Some people have had, had touches of it in their experiences more so than others. What a blessing. But oftentimes accompanied by periods of extreme um, difficulty, to say the least. And um, we just praise you, Father, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy. We pray, as we will always, to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you at the wedding supper. For that is the only place that that scripture in Luke twenty-one thirty-six could possibly have meant.
Lord Jesus, we know through testimony of many who have been brought up into your presence that the idea of being standing directly before you at the moment that we arrive in heaven is not something that is experienced by all of our fellow brothers and sisters. Many have to wait quite a while before they actually even see you in the um, outer environments, the outer suburbs, the country mansion areas. We know, we know, Lord, that you reside and stay most of the time, but no, I, I, don't, I wouldn't assume always, uh, in the city of God. And we just pray that that's where we will be when we leave this place. We do not understand why so many really anointed visions of the rapture included a large blue object up in the sky. I know what I think it might be, but I don't know for sure. None of us do. We know that the, your ability to do what, whatever it is that you want to do as our Father and our God is always ever-present. But there are reasons for the design of the universes that are that in some way drive dynamics and things that we may not comprehend or understand while we are here. We oftentimes believe things are different than they actually are, and we don't often understand why. We can speculate, but not know for sure why they are as they are. All we can do is reflect upon the testimonies of so many who have had um, similar experiences and similar unexplainable dynamics in their rapture events. Um, visions and dreams and such. And not all of them will line up perfectly, but I'm sure there's a really awesome reason for all that. And it's beyond us. We just pray, please, that you will find us worthy. We know that we're not. We know that we are not worthy. But we pray that you will find us worthy to escape all these things. We pray that we will be part of the barley harvest. We pray that we will reach the greatest honor that all the universes could bestow upon any which is to be part of the bride part of the barley harvest father direct us direct our our hearts our minds our soul our spirit purified in such a way that we become incredibly overwhelmed and hungry to be in your presence that the works that we do are not just through giving, not just through helping the poor, not just through helping widows, not just through, um, uh, it's, it's a part of our everyday behavior and the giving that we so long to do. We praise you for our jobs that we're able to give when we can. Father, we also pray that you are blessed and that you will uh, anoint our prayers and our prayer time, the words that we speak, supernaturally charge them with your power. And through the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of our Lord Jesus and his name, we pray that many souls will be saved and that the words will not fall into an empty space, but will turn into power, righteousness, holiness, and call down your angels from the heavens through the power of our prayer, through the power of Jesus. 
many souls will be saved, that our actions out of faith will result in fruit, fruit that could only come from an unseen Father who someday we will see, and a Lord, our King, Jesus, who we wish we could be in your presence now as we wait. And we pray that you will continue to strengthen us in our walk, draw us in closer, help us to fall more and more in love, utterly in love, even on the days when we feel really crummy, even on the days when we feel kind of depressed and lonely. In some cases, Lord, for many of us, it's more frequently than we would like. We just pray that you will continue to nurture us, that we will feel your presence, and that the supernatural power of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will imbue the very existence of who we are here in this realm and fill us. Fill us in such a way that we do not feel alone and that we hunger and thirst for your presence even more. May we praise you every day, every night, every moment, until the day that we stand before you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We praise you. Alleluia. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight is June the 23rd of 2023. And the Hebrew date is the 4th of Tammuz, 5783. The time now is 7.18 p.m. Praise God. And tonight together we light the Shabbat or Sabbath candles if you prefer. Or you can call them Jesus candles if you like. We praise you, Father God, for the revelation of Romans 14, helping us to understand that we've been set free from the bondage of requirements associated with food and and uh, days of the week and such. And that really, if we love you as much as we ought, to love you with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul, then we should just want to be in your presence always. And it will always be a place of perfect peace for our minds will be stayed upon you because we love you and we trust you. Thank you, Jesus. The Hebrew Gadesh. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Borei peri hagafen Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav v'ratzavanu V'shabat kodsho v'yavva uvratzon hinchilanu Zikaron l'mase v'reshit Ki hu yom techila Lemikra e kodesh, zechelitziat mitzrayim. 
Ivanu vacharta veotanu kidashta mikol hamim veshabat kochecha beava uvratzon himchaltanu. Baruch Adonai Mekadesh HaShabbat Arise, my love, my my beautiful companion, and run with me to a higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split-open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes are in worship and lovely your voice is in prayer. You must catch those troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together.
be it for me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. 1 Samuel 12:23. And even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty, yet we shall all rejoice in the Lord. We will be joyful in the God of our salvation. Based upon Habakkuk 3.17. Thank you, Jesus. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is Holy, our Father. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. Contrite means feeling or expressing remorse or penitence affected by guilt. Remorseful, repentant, Penitent, regretful, and sorry. This is from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening Devotional, July 30th morning. And Peter remembered, and he broke down and wept. Mark 14, 72. It has been thought by some that as long as Peter lived... The fountain of his tears began to flow whenever he remembered that he had denied his Lord. 
It is not unlikely that it was it was not unlikely that it was so, for his sin was very great, and grace in him had afterwards a perfect work. This same experience is common to all the redeemed family, according to the degree in which the Spirit of God has removed the natural heart of stone. We, like Peter, remember our boastful promise. Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. We eat our own words with the bitter herbs of repentance. When we think of what we vowed we would be, of what we have been, we may weep whole showers of grief. He remembered dying his Lord in the place in which he did it. The little because that led him into such heinous sin, the oaths and blasphemies with which he sought to confirm his falsehood, and the dreadful hardness of heart that drove him to do so again and yet again. Can we, when we are reminded of our sins and their exceeding sinfulness, remain stolid and stubborn, Will we not make our hearts a place of sacrifice and cry to the Lord for renewed assurances and pardoning love? May we never take a dry-eyed look at sin in case we discovered our tongues parched in the flames of hell. Peter also remembered his master's look of love. The Lord followed up on the rooster's warning voice with an admonitory look of sorrow, pity, and love. That glance was never out of Peter's mind so long as he lived. It was far more effectual than 10,000 sermons would have been without the Spirit. The penitent apostle would have sure, would be sure to weep when he remembered the Savior's full forgiveness which restored him to his former place. To think that we have offended so kind and good a Lord is more than sufficient reason for being constant weepers. Lord, smite our rocky hearts and make the waters flow. In Jesus' name. Don't forget where you belong 
Like the steadiness of the sun Keep on burning Never turn Just keep this up And you will learn That my children need my light Every day Always wake you up Now look at my eyes in your mirror And give me one single reason to stop The wrong that you did, I won't remember it What matters to me is that your spirit is shining Just rest in my light and watch those shadows dissolve Don't forget where you belong Like the steadiness of the sun Keep on burning, never turn Keep this up and you will learn That my children need my light every day Never forget that this is always your home You can come as you are and you'll always be loved In my presence, time is gone Future mistakes were all forgiven by me If you hold to my word, you will always be free This promise will stand till the end of time. It was paid in full when I called you mine. Praise the pain away. Don't forget where you belong. Like the steadiness of my son. Keep on burning. Never turn away. Just keep this up. And you will learn That my children needs my light Every day Enjoy prosperity while you can. But when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. Ecclesiastes 7.14 And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor amongst you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you to esteem them very highly in the love for their work's sake, 
be at peace amongst yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit or, dis- or despise prophecies, test all things and hold fast to what is good, and abstain from every form of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5:12. Praise you, Jesus. Father, you saw us before we were born. Every day in our life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Psalm 139.16 For we are his, our Father's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus and by the blood of the Lamb of God, we come against any entity of the darkness, worker of Satan, live or dead human spirit, member of a witch coven, anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior. We declare in Jesus' name that at the moment that they set their wills against us, that they should be immediately struck by the holy fire of God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we declare that any demonic contract, any demonic agreement that has been uh, established against us, Father, any fiery dart and any uh, weapon, earthly or spiritual, that is raised against us will be immediately vaporized by the holy fire of God in Jesus' name. We pray in the name of Jesus and declare by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that any of these entities that attempt to come against us will be immediately placed under arrest, cast, struck, deaf, blind, and dumb, and cast into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut. We declare the fire of God to permeate the pit and to burn them where they stand. And we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit until the lake of fire. In the name of Jesus, we declare this against any entity that would allow these spirits in or through their territories for the purpose of coming against us. We decree in Jesus' name that the holy fire of God will vaporize all other artifacts of sorcery. In Jesus' name, that they may not be used and that any of their weaponry shall be transferred into the kingdom of light as spoils of war in the name of Jesus. Penalties applied into the pit in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for the assignment of a platoon, maybe even more than a platoon of warrior angels on our behalf, to ferret out all attempts to come against us, to to listen in on conversations that might affect us, to make good eyes blind, good ears uh, deaf, Father God, in the name of Jesus, to shut down all demonic portals, to close down all attempts to wage war against us or our loved ones in any manner whatsoever in the name of Jesus. We are asking you for proactive protection from these angels. We are praying, Father God, in the name of Jesus and declaring the holy fire of God, a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit and a thorny hedge of protection to be swirling around our dwelling place, swirling around our automobiles, swirling around every place that we walk, Father God. We pray for the assignment of eight-foot-tall warrior angels, Father God, that are strong and exceedingly skilled at, at their protection because we need it. 
We need it now more than ever before, Father. We praise your holy name, and we thank you for your divine protection. We thank you for every time, particularly those which we are unaware of, which are certainly more abundant than we can ever imagine, that you have protected us, Father God, that you have done something beautiful, caused a mini miracle that perhaps we didn't even notice and failed to thank you for and praise you for. And at this time, Father, we want to lift you up and praise your holy name. We want to praise you, Jesus, because as we reflect back on our time here, we oftentimes recognize so many things that you have done for us, so many unbelievable miracles that have occurred in our lives that have that failed to result in our destruction but could have easily that you have been there ever present in our walk. Some of us have more vivid recollections or more vivid events that we have testimony to, but others of us have perhaps less dramatic events. But nevertheless, I believe with all of my heart that most of us, if we really meditate on you and our lives, we will see you ever present through the walk. Not always easy, but invariably there. Father, we pray for a supernatural peace to befall us and a supernatural strength, that of Abraham, to be able to stand in your presence and to be obedient, even to the point where that which we are asked to be obedient to and normally would never even consider, we will, because we trust you, Father God. We trust you with all of our heart. We trust you to make our path straight. We believe that you will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because... We trust you. Father, we have to trust you. We have no place to turn. And I praise you, Father God, for bringing my life, and I, don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but I, can, I certainly can speak for myself that you have brought my life to a place where I have no choice but to eat humble pie continuously, take deep breaths, truly practice long-suffering, examine all of the thoughts that enter into my heart, whether or not they're even worth saying anything about, or even thinking about for that matter, and just being praiseful and happy that I can spend some time in an air-conditioned building, in a place where I can lay down on a soft bed, knowing that there are so many of our fellow brothers and sisters that cannot do such things at this time. And there may be a period of time where many of us are not able to either, And I pray, Father, that you will anoint us in such a way that we will continue to praise you no matter what it is we have to go through. We praise you, Father God, for all the trials, all the tribulation, all the difficulties, all the betrayals, because these are things that are things that our our Lord, our King, the lover of our soul has had to go through on our behalf. And then yet when we go through them, we're dismayed. We cannot believe that we are going through these things. We cannot believe that we've been betrayed. We don't understand what it felt like to be you. But now we ought to because we should be seeing how intimately close our walks are in many cases to the things that you had to go through. Oh, how close we are to your very walk here on this earth, minus the nails and the wood and the beatings thus far. We praise your holy name and we thank you, Father, for the strength that could only come from you, that could only come from the Holy Spirit, that could only come from Christ in us. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have done, every insult that you have taken for us, every stripe, every step that you took to Golgotha, every moment of suffering on our behalf. 
through holiness and righteousness imparted upon us by your grace, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we will always be a part of that, that it will become a part of us. That it is not, it's, it's not something that we believe in. It's something that we live. Let us always have a contrite spirit. Let us always be the Beatitudes. Let us always realize that we, no matter what, are unworthy. We pray, Father God, that you will wipe out from your memory any presumptuous sin, that anything that we have done to offend you or walk outside of your perfect harmony and holiness, any mistakes that we've made, any thoughts that we've allowed to enter into our head or perhaps didn't stomp on them fast enough, any feelings that have entered our hearts that were impure or unkind, any frustrations that we allowed to overcome our emotions in such a fashion that we thought things that we shouldn't. Father, we pray that your holiness will overtake us and that we will harmoniously blend with that of the Godhead and become part of your perpetual and never-ending love. The light which we do not understand but yet hunger and thirst for deep in our spirits. We wish to become a part of it. We want to immerse ourselves in it, yet we struggle to figure out exactly how to find our way there. We thank you for every opportunity that we have to grow in and grow in closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for the times that we have early in the morning that we can praise you, that we can take communion, that we can pray for the lost and pray for our fellow brothers and sisters. Let us never forget how many millions of people around this world need our prayer. Let us never forget how powerful it is that we have the ability to call down heaven's angels, heaven's power, and heaven's resources into action upon this earth. And that you will respond to those prayers. For I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us contend together. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that those words become us. We pray, Father God, that you will not remember our sins, that we can work together in prayer, and that that prayer will bear much fruit, and that fruit will remain, John fifteen sixteen, in the name of Jesus that the Father may be glorified in the Son. We thank you, Father God, for every day that we are able to serve you more. In the name of Jesus, with this holy oil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I consecrate myself into your hands. Lord Jesus, I consecrate myself in it. I pray that every other person is, that is listening to this program, either live or even recorded, that you consecrate yourself into the hands of our Father. You consecrate yourself into the hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. We consecrate ourselves into your complete ownership, Lord Jesus. We renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against us. True or untrue, we renounce them. We declare and plead for your abundant grace, Father God, the living water of the crystal liver, river to flow down deep into our very existence, to permeate the very particles in this hologram that we are a part of right now as we wait for our transformation into glory. We plead your blood, Jesus, upon us to heal us, to cleanse us, to strengthen us. We thank you, Father God, 
for all the power that you have given us through the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare that holy fire to grow white hot in the name of Jesus and that whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to sustain it throughout the week. We declare in the name of Jesus that the holy fire will punch a hole through the firmament of the rock above the spiritual realm where the demons reside and scatter the demons of darkness in every direction in the name of Jesus. Warning them and setting up an example of that which they await when the time comes. In Jesus' name, Father, we abandon ourselves into your hands. Do with us what you will. Whatever you may do, Father, we thank you. We are ready for all. We accept all. Let only your will be done in us and all of us. We wish no more than this, Father. Into your hands we commit our soul. Into your hands, Jesus, we commit our spirit. We offer it to you with the love of our heart, for we love you, Father. We love you, Jesus, and we so need to give of ourselves, to surrender of ourselves. Into your hands, without reserve, with boundless confidence, for you are our dear Father, our Abba Father. In Jesus' name, O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act and do not delay. For your people, those of us who are hopeful to be part of your bride, to our King we cry out this day and we pray, let not our prayers ever be hindered. 1 Peter 3, 7, in Jesus' name.
August 9th uh, of 2019, from Behold I Come, the greatest fight of all time is here. Fascinating the timing, 2019, the latter part of the year, just before things started to get really dark. That which is presenting itself before you now is that which you have been trained to battle. As hell has opened her gates and the demons are measured in great number, you will see more and more manifestations of the demonic all around you. You are targets because of your obedience to me, and they will stop at nothing to throw you off track. They prey upon your weaknesses and look for your breaches in your armor. You must not allow them entry. Face them head on, directly speaking verbally the words which I have given you. My holy word, as there is great power in the spoken word, breath is life, and you deliver life or death with all that you speak, so speak forcefully, directly, and with my great authority granted to you, and command them to flee. They must obey. It is me in you that they fear, and although many will come against you, they are still greatly outnumbered, and lack any power against those who walk in my commandments. The enemy only has vehicles in which he inhabits to use, to abuse. However, I have finely tuned instruments which I have refined by fire, who walk in the fullness of all who I am. He is no match for us. The enemy will especially target you through those who are the closest to you, your family, your children, your acquaintances. Maintain your position, realizing that you must separate the spirits operating through a person from the person themselves. Most times, the person will not have the understanding that they are being used as a weapon against you. Simply speak my word and stand in truth. No weapon formed against you will be allowed to prosper. 
I have given you the war manual in the form of your warfare prayers, and I have given you my word, which is sufficient in battle for all the whole hordes of hell, as they attempt to devour all in their path. But you are not victims. You are victorious in me, and the battle has already been won. It is your position to take the authority which has been given to you to stand. I will train you using those closest to you until you learn to overcome before I send you out to others. You are not to be afraid, for the enemy fears you greatly. You are strong and mighty in me, and he and his army are terrified that my people will now walk in the fullness of who they are in me. This is the greatest fear, as I pour out my spirit upon my remnant in this final hour. Do not lay your swords down now, my bride and my army, for you are both to me. I know you are weary, but you must persevere. You must stay strong and continue this spiritual battle until my word is fulfilled. I assure you, you are not alone. I am always with you at your right hand and strengthening you for all that you are enduring and all that is now upon you. The heavenly host is also interceding on your behalf as they surround you with their prayers. Do not underestimate all that is being done on your behalf. My angelic guard remains with you as well, and you are not in this battle alone. It may look as if the enemy is winning more and more, but I assure you, his time is very short. I have only given him a very short season to finish the assault on my people before I intervene in this realm. The world will know that the great I am is the source of all, as the wicked are annihilated by my holy fire. I loved you first. I knew you. I ordained you for what you are experiencing now. That's John fifteen sixteen. Hallelujah. Before you ever came here in this realm, I know you better than you know yourselves. I believe in you because I have seen you through this battle and victorious in my kingdom. So rejoice in this day. You are my battle axe, my weapons of war to break into pieces all the evil forces of destruction, devastation, death, and the grave. Wield your swords mightily and shout my victory. Allow me to consume every fiber of your being. Allow me to fully access you. You will believe in these days, even if it were told to you. Now is not the time to lay down your sword. I will help you and I will strengthen you. Rise, my mighty ones, and confront the task at hand. I promise you, this is your last season before everything as you know it will change. This is your final stretch. You are almost home. I realize it becomes more and more difficult to reside here, so be encouraged. For soon, you will be with me in my kingdom. Almost, my loves. You were born for this purpose. Thank you for your service. Thank you for saying yes when I asked everything from you. Thank you for not giving up hope. For in me, all things are possible. Thank you for honoring me with your lies and all I have given you. Thank you for responding to the call that I have placed upon your lives. Thank you for being willing to walk in my footsteps and allow my will to rule and reign in your lives. Now, please help me bring in my lost people. Help me to bring them home. Help me to save my people. Jesus, glory to God.
Oh. 
Praise God. My Dream of Heaven, Chapter 3. Continued. After some time spent in this delightful place, we passed through an open window into the marble terrace, a stairway of artistically finished marble, wound gracefully down this terrace to the lawn beneath the trees. No pathway of any kind approaching. Only a flowery turf. The fruit-laden branches of the trees hung with an easy reach of the terrace, and I noticed, as I stood that morning, several varieties. One kind resembled our fine Bartlett pear, only much larger and infinitely more delicious to the taste. As I soon found, another variety was in clusters, the fruit also pear-shaped but smaller than the former, and consistently a flavor similar to the finest rose and green. A third, something like that of a banana in shape, they called it a breadfruit, was not unlike our dainty finger rolls to the taste, but it seemed to me at the time really proved to be so, that in a variety of excellence, food for the most elegant repast was here provided without labor or care. My brother gathered some of the different varieties that bade me try them. I did so with much relish and refreshment. Once the rich juice from the pear-like fruit whose distinctive name I've forgotten, if indeed I ever knew it, ran out profusely over my hands and down the front of my dress. Oh, I cried, I have ruined my dress, I fear. My brother laughed genially as he said, show me the stains. To my amazement, I could not find a spot. Look at your hands, he said. I found them as clean and fresh as though just from the bath. What does it mean? My hands were covered with the thickness of the juice fruit. Simply, he answered, that no impurity can remain for an instant in this air. Nothing decays, nothing tarnishes, or is in any way disfigured or marred in the universe of purity and beauty of this place. As fast as a fruit ripens and falls, all that is not immediately gathered at once evaporates, not even the seed remaining. I had noticed that no fruit lay beneath the tree. This, then, was the reason for it. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, I quoted thoughtfully. Yes, even so, he answered, even so. We descended the steps and again entered the flower room, as I stood once more admiring the inlaid roses, my brother asked, Whom of all the friends you have in heaven do you most wish to see? My father and mother, I answered quickly. He smiled so significantly that I hastily turned, and there, advancing up the long room to meet me, I saw my dear father and mother, and with them my youngest sister, with a cry of joy, I flew into my father's outstretched arms and heard, with a thrill of joy, his dear, familiar, precious little daughter. At last, last, I cried, clinging to him. At last I have you again. 
at last, he echoed, with a deep, drawn breath of joy. Then he resigned me to my dear mother, and we were soon clasped in, into each other's embrace. My precious mother, my dear child, we cried simultaneously, my sister, enfolding us both in our arms, exclaiming with a happy laugh, I cannot wait. I will not be left outside. This in, this, the, 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 and, and disengaging one arm, I threw it around her neck and drew her into a happy circle as our united love. Oh, what an hour of that was that. I did not dream that even heaven could hold such joy. After a time, my brother, who had shared our joy, said, Now I can safely leave you for a few hours to do this blessed reunion, for I have other work before me. Yes, said my father, you must go. We will, with joy, take charge of our dear child. Then for a brief while, goodbye, said my brother kindly. Do not forget the rest especially to one who has recently entered upon the new life, is not only one of pleasure, but one of duties in heaven. Yes, we will see that she does not forget, said my father, with a kindly smile and glance. Soon after my brother's departure, chapter 4, my mother said, grasping my hand, Come. I'm eager to have you in our own home. As we passed out the rear entrance, we walked a few hundred yards along the soft turf and at a lovely home, somewhat similar to our own, yet still unlike it in many details. It was also built of marble, but darker than that of my brother's home. Every room spoke, spoke modest refinement and cultivated taste, and the home air about it was once delightfully perceptible. My father's study was on the second floor, and the first thing I noticed was entering the luxuriant branches of flowers and old-fashioned hundred-leafed rose trees and covered the windows by his desk. Ah, I cried. I can almost imagine myself in your old study at home when I looked at that window. Is it not a reminder, he said, laughing happily. I almost think sometimes that it is the dear old bush transplanted here. And it is still your favorite flower, I queried. He nodded his head and said, smiling, I see you remember still the childhood days. He patted my cheek as I gathered the rose and fastened it upon his breast. It seemed to me this ought to be your home, dear. It is our father's home said my sister wistfully. Nay, my father quickly interposed. Colonel Sprague is her legitimate guardian and instructor, and it is a wise and an admirable arrangement. He is in every way the most suitable instructor she could possibly have. Our father never errs. Is not my brother's lovely character? I asked. Lovely indeed, and he stands very near to the master. Few have clearer knowledge of the divine will. Hence, few are better fitted as instructors. But I, too, have duties that call me for a time away. How blessed to know that there could never again be long separations. You will have two homes now, dear child, and your own, ours. Yes, I shall be there, I suspect, almost as much as here. As this moment, a swift messenger approached my father and spoke a few low words. Yes, I shall go at once waving his hands adieu, departing with the angelic guide. Where do my father's duties mostly lie, I asked my mother. He is called usually 
to those who enter life with little preparation, that which on earth we call deathbed repentance. You know what wonderful success he has? He has had in winning souls to Christ, and these poor spirits need to be taught from the very beginning. They enter the spirit life in the lowest phase, and it is your Father's pleasant duty to lead them upward step by step. He is devoted to his work and greatly beloved by those he helps. He allows me to often accompany him and labor with him. And that is such a pleasure to me. And do you know, with an indescribable look of happiness, I forget nothing now. It had been her great burden for some years before her death that memory fail, failed her sadly, and I could understand and sympathize with her present delight. Dear heart, I cried, folding my arms tenderly around her. Then it is like the years of your married life again. Precisely, she answered joyously. A little later, my sister drew me tenderly aside and whispered, Tell me of my boy, of my precious son. I often see him, but we are not permitted to know as much as on the earthly life as we once believed we should. The Father's tender wisdom mets out to us the knowledge he sees is best. And we are content to wait for time for more. All you can tell would not be denied me. Is he surely coming to me sometime? Shall I hold him again in my arms, my darling boy? I am sure yes. I am sure you will. Your memory is very precious. Then I told her all I recall of the son with whom she had parted while he was but a child, now grown to a man's estate, honored and loved, at home with his wife and son to comfort and bless him. Then I can wait, she said. If he is sure to come to me at last, when his earthly work is done, bringing his wife and son, how I shall love them too. At this moment I fell, I felt myself encircled by tender arms, and a hand was gently laid upon my eyes. Who is it? Oh, I know that voice. Dearest, dearest, Neil, I cried and turned around and threw my arms around the neck of my only brother. He gathered me a moment warmly to his arms, then in his old timeful play lifted me quite off my feet in his strong arms saying, This has not grown an inch. This is not, I believe, a day older than the last we parted. Is she, Joe? Turning to our sister. It does not seem so, said my sister. I thought that she would never come. Trust her for that, he said, because... But now come that have you long enough for the first visit of the rest you want for a while. Come with us, Jody. Mother may, mother may have them both for a time, may I not. Or will you come too, turning to our mother with caressing touch. I cannot go, dear boy. I must be here when your father returns. Take your sister, your blessed sight, and come see you all. And... Uh, uh, it is a blessed sight to see you all gather together again. Come then, he said, and each taking one by their hands, they went out together. Halt, he suddenly called in his old-time military fashion after a short walk, and we stopped abruptly in front of a dainty house built for the finest polished woods. 
It was a beautiful, both in architecture and finish. How lovely, I cried. And with both a charming humility, he said, The home of your humble servant. Enter. I paused a moment on the wide veranda to examine a vine, read the bowed and graceful columns of highly polished wood, and my brother laughing and said, My sister, she is the same old sis. We will never get much out of her until she has learned every name of every flower, of every vine, of every plant in heaven. Oh, yes, you will, I said, shaking my head in this happy face. But I mean to utilize you wherever I can. I have so much to learn, and so you shall, dear. But come in. Stepping inside a lovely vestibule, out of which opened from every side spacious rooms, he called softly, Alma. At once one of these, a fair woman, approached us. My dear child, I said, it does not seem possible. You were but a child when I last saw you. She is still her father's girl, said my brother, with a fond look. She and Carrie, whom you never saw, make a blessed home for me. Where is your sister, your daughter? She is at the great music hall. She has a very rich voice, and she is cultivating it. Alma said, turning to me, you were going to find your aunt when you returned, she added. True, true, but come. Then they showed me the lovely home, perfect, charming in every detail. When we came out upon the side veranda, I saw what were so near to an adjoining home that we, we could easily step out from one veranda to the other. There, said my brother, lifting me over the intervening space. There is someone here who you wish to see. Before I could question him, he led me through the column doorway, saying, People in heaven are never not at home with their friends. The house we entered was almost identical in construction, and finished with that of my brother Neil. As we, went, as we entered, three persons came eagerly forward to greet me. Dear Aunt Gray, I cried. My dear Mary, my dear Martin, what a joy to meet you again. And here, said my aunt reverently. Yes, here. I answered like in a tone. It was my father's sister, always my favorite aunt, with her son and his wife. How we did talk and cling to one another and ask each other questions. Paulus is here also and will, but they have gone with Carrie to the music hall. Martin, can you sing here? Can you sing here, I asked, as I was trying to sing on earth. I could not master a tune. Oh, a little, he answered with his old genial laugh and shrug. We can do almost anything here. That what we really try to do. You should hear him now, cousin. When he tries to sing, said his wife, with a little touch of pride in her voice, you would not know it was Martin. But it is not nice to have Dr. Neal so near us we are almost one household, you see. All felt that we must be together. Yes, indeed, I answered. Although you no longer need to, his professional capacity. No, thanks to the Father. We need him quite as much in many other ways. I rather think I am one to be grateful. But, sister, I promised Frank that you should go to your own room a while. 
he thought it wise that you should be alone for a time. Shall we go now? I'm ready. These delightful reunions have no desire for rest. How blessed, said my aunt, that there is no limit here to our mutual enjoyment. We have nothing to dread, nothing to fear, nothing at parting that we shall meet again. We shall often see each other, my child. Then my brother went to his own home for loving embrace, left he at the door of the room. Once within I, within, I laid down upon my couch to think over the events of this wonderful day. But looking up at the divine face above me, I forgot all else. And Christ's peace enfolding me like a mantle. I became as one whom his mother comforted. While I lay in this blissful rest, my brother Frank returned, and without arousing me, bore me in his arms again to earth. I did not know when he left our home upon what mission he was going, though my father knew it was to return to my dear husband and accompany, and accompany him upon his sad journey to his death, to his dead wife, to comfort her and sustain her and strengthen him in those first lonely hours of sorrow. They deemed it best for wise reasons, that I should await, wait a while before returning and taste the blessedness of a new life, thus gaining strength for the trial before me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And let us Move on to communion. As your disciples were seated about you, That you suffer so his children could be fed. I can only imagine the silence in the room as you passed on the bread to be torn. They did not understand the reach of his plan. In his love, we were told to rejoice, not to mourn. So we gather from memory the glory of the Lamb, the one who was slain for the seed of Abraham. As we long for your coming, we imagine the feast, the king and his bride. When our waiting has ceased, as you arose and went back up to heaven, to plead to the heavenly force, you lifted the cup of forgiveness. It was paid, it was done, you had power to call, and I can only imagine the thunder of sound as the heaven exploded in tears. We were freed from our chains, and all that remains is to never give in. 
We are destined to win. So we gather the memories of our soul. Destroyer of death, the Lord of our own. The light in our arms, the edge of our sword, the King of all kings. By the time we remember, all scars will be healed. As we long for your coming, we imagine the feast, the Lord and his bride. When our waiting has ceased. you, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, 
but are now the people of God, who have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, and whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. First Peter two nine, Colossians three twelve, Philippians four eight. He, Jesus, went a little further and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, "O oh my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will." Matthew twenty six thirty nine. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached amongst the Gentiles, and received up in the glory. First Timothy three sixteen. We pray for purification based upon Psalm fifty one one through fourteen. Father, we pray, please, have mercy upon us. Father, according to your loving kindness and the multitude of your tender mercies, we pray that you will blot out and not remember, not remember our transgressions. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. We confess of our transgressions. We confess of our sin, for it is always before us. Against you, you only, Father, we have sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, we were brought forth in iniquity, and in sin our mothers conceived us. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make us to know your wisdom. Purge us with hyssop, Father, and we shall be clean. Wash us, and we shall be whiter than snow. Make us hear joy and gladness, Lord that the bones that you have broken may rejoice. 
Hide your face from our sins and blot out all of our iniquity. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within us. Do not cast us away from your presence. And let us not grieve the Holy Spirit. Restore to us, Father, the joy of your salvation, upholding us with your generous spirit. And then we will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver us, Father, from the guilt of our past sin. God of our salvation. And then we shall sing aloud praises to you, Father, and proclaim your righteousness to those all about us. In Jesus' name we pray. And thank you, Father. Amen. from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In that same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Ani. Lodoti, Lodoti Lee. I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine.
are lost. My precious children, it is more important now than ever that you heed my words of warning to you. I will warn you of things to come, for I always tell my people what is coming, but you must listen and obey me. Many lives are lost in an instant in a tragedy, many more in my judgments, but you, my precious children, shall be protected if you do not turn from my words to you. Time is growing shorter, and many of my people do not believe the lateness of the hour. I am giving you signs now that this is so. Those who watch and pray will see the signs and know. They are those who shall be ready for my son's return. They are those whose lamps will be full of oil. Busy yourselves with my kingdom work, my children, for now is the time that is left to work, and you shall lay up for yourselves treasures as you work to bring your brothers and sisters into the kingdom. Pray diligently and petition consistently for the salvation of the lost and for your loved ones, for I shall answer your prayers and save them. Great shall be your joy. And when you, when you shall enter into the fruits of your labor, I do hear your prayers and I will answer. The times that you feel like you're not hearing my voice, I am still near you, watching you, working with you, loving you. You are all precious in my sight, and I desire that you would take full advantage of all that my son died to give you in these last days. I desire none of his sacrifice would be in vain. Enjoy my blessings, children. Glorify me in all that you do. Lift high my name and the name of my Son, Jesus, and walk in his ways that men may see and know him. We are the sons of God. We are the masters of the devil. We are the servants and footwashers of mankind. So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in a gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Ezekiel 22.30 
Also, we heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send who will go for us? And we said, Here we are, Father, send us. Isaiah 6, 8. Most assuredly, I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John fourteen twelve to 14 Ephesians three twenty. Now to him, the Lord Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Colossians 2.15 Having disarmed principalities and powers, Jesus made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. Intensified prevailing prayer. Intensified prevailing prayer is God's ordained law and method for implementing his redemptive plan in this age until Jesus returns. It is the highest, holiest, and mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. It is God's chosen way to bring heaven's power, heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Charles Spurgeon says, He who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. Intensified prayer is clothed with the might of God himself. Wesley L. Duell from the book Mighty Prevailing Prayer. James 5:16b. The effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. Fervent meaning having or displaying a passionate intensity. Impassioned, passionate, intense, vehement, ardent, sincere, fervid, and heartfelt. We cast out demons. Mark 16, 17 to 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything or ingest anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 2 Corinthians 10.4 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not earthly. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, but on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Therefore, take the, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Luke 10, verse 19, when the 70 that Jesus sent out returned amazed in the power in the name of Jesus, he responded by saying, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Mark 9, 25, 
When Jesus saw the people come running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Speak right at the demon. Matthew twelve twenty eight. Jesus said, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? Strong man is the senior demon. They are, it's in a hierarchy, like a kingdom. And plundering his goods is a reference to kicking the rest of the demons out. First the strong man, then the subordinate demons. Matthew twelve forty three to forty five. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man and goes to, and uh, out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. And then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation. Not because that's the normal thing to happen. It's just because it's what happens when we fail to go and sin no more. That's why Jesus said, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise your holy name and we thank you for this opportunity together to be able to pray in corporate prayer together for where more than one of us are gathered together in your name. We know that you are there in our midst. We also know that you inhabit the praises of your people. And Father, we give you all the praise and worship. We praise your name. We thank you for this awesome opportunity to be in your presence, for this awesome opportunity to continue to serve you, for this awesome opportunity to continue to change and to become more sanctified and to totally trust you and put every to, to, be, to be placed in a position in this walk in life, to have no other place to turn to, because blessed are we to have that type of relationship where we don't need anybody but you. And that's exactly where we ought to be. Thank you, Jesus, for being our first love. Thank you for helping us through your anointing to fall more in love with you every single day. Thank you for touching us, remembering us, loving us, and continuing to help us along the journey and forgiving us when we have bad days. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb of God, in Jesus' name. Father, we hold up symbolically a golden bowl of forgiveness before you when we pray that you will pour it out upon the peoples of the lands of South America. From Venezuela, to Colombia, to Peru and Chile, to Argentina, to Brazil, to Paraguay and Uruguay, to all lands in between, Bolivia, Father, in Jesus' name, Ecuador. Father, pour out a golden bowl of forgiveness upon all of the peoples in those lands, the good and the bad. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And Father, if they do, we pray that you will extend them mercy and forgive them anyway. Thank you, Father praise you, Jesus. 
We part the spiritual realm into the Red Sea above the lands of South America in the name of Jesus for safe passage for heaven's angels, heaven's resources, and heaven's power to move freely and unhindered to the spiritual realm to move upon the peoples of the lands of South America in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and in accordance with the will of our Father. As a royal priesthood, a holy nation, Father, we confess of the sins of the peoples of the lands of South America. We confess of the sins of their first fathers and their fathers' fathers until before there was time. We break all yokes of bondage. We renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against them. We break all generational and bloodline curses throughout every branch of their family trees until before there was time. In Jesus' name, we set them free. Principalities, powers, and strongholds, spiritual hosts of wickedness, rulers of darkness of this age. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb of God, we call down fire swords of cherubim to cut you into pieces in the name of Jesus. We declare fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and to burn you into screaming agony, making a public spectacle of you in accordance with Colossians 2.15. And Father, we declare and pray and command in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the dispatch of hundreds of trillions of legions of warrior angels and archangels to descend upon these demons of darkness, these filthy entities, and to attack them, to wage war against them such as never been seen since before there was time in the name of Jesus. Unclean spirits, deaf and dumb spirits, strong men, come forth subordinate spirits out now we command you to release the peoples of the lands of south america now in the name of jesus even but even if but for a time father come out we decree in jesus name for trillions of warrior angels to descend upon you to strike you deaf blind and dumb place you under arrest and cast you into the pit we declare the holy fire of god to weld the pit shut we decree the holy fire of god to permeate the pit and to burn you into screaming agony making a public example of you thereof and we plead the blood of jesus to seal the pit for only the lamb of god can break the seals thank you jesus we declare the holy fire of God, a thorny hedge of protection and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot and to completely encircle and to encapsulate all of the peoples of the lands of South America this evening. Amen. Father God, to surround them that nothing unclean may reenter the clean swept house in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray for the crystal river, the living water, your abundant grace to move into their heart, to fertilize the soil therein, that they shall receive the seeds of these prayers. These prayers will bear fruit, and the fruit will remain in Jesus' name. And Father, we plead for an innumerable company of angels of light and love to descend upon all of the peoples of the lands of South America, the good and the bad, across every land north, south, east, and west, and to touch these people in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls upon men to save their souls from the pit and to seal their instruction in accordance with Job 33, 14, and 15. Hallelujah. Holy Lord Jesus, we pray that you will enter into their dreams and visions and lift your kind and loving hand to them, calling them by their name and their native tongue. Let them experience your glory and your marvelous light, so they know you. That the Father may be glorified in the Son, for you, Father, would want not one to perish. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. 
which will save the souls of each of our loved ones. And give us the faith to understand that we do not have to see the change. For Acts 2, 21, 22 says, Blood, fire, and vaporous smoke, and all those who call up out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, give us faith that transcends our earthly eyes. Allow us, Father, through your anointing to praise you always, knowing that we will receive the answer to our prayers and understanding that our life has barely begun and that our prayers can be answered millions of years from now. Help us, Father, to transcend the tiny, tiny little realm that we perceive your glory and forgive us for our short-sightedness. Magnify, anoint, and outpour your love, Jesus our King, into each of our hearts that we will hunger and thirst for every moment that we can be in your presence to truly feel your presence in our walk, regardless of how bumpy the road may be. Steady our path and make it straight with the promise of Proverbs 3, 5, which we embrace until the day that we stand before you. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will find all of us worthy when the time is right, when your perfect timing calls us to escape all these things that are about to come upon this earth, which you have made us well aware of, and stand before you, Lord Jesus, at the wedding supper. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. See you all next Friday night, Lord willing. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise His holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice. As we lift your name on high. Renew our minds. 